This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I love that every time I hear it. I always love it. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Survivor Worlds Apart uh, on AfterBuzz. We're recapping No Collar, Blue Collar, Red Collar, although now they're kind of... Two, two tribes. Two now tribes it's Nagarote now. and Esca, Escameca, so Escameca. we don't have to worry about it. Uh, my name is Nando Velasquez. You can find me on Twitter at Nando Vel. And uh, James and Keaton are both out today. <laughs> but luckily, I'm not doing a solo show. Yes, let me introduce you to someone, another passionate Survivor fan, yes. Jeff, Th- Jeff Thurm. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Jeff Thurm. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeff underscore Thurm. Happy to be joining you today. Yeah, awesome. And you have some reality show. You you do a couple of shows here on AfterBuzz, including yeah. Reality Reunion. Reality Reunion. I host um, a sit-down interview series uh, here, and I also work in production on reality shows. So uh, reality television is my world. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. So just just to show that we have experienced people always yeah. here. You know, we never know what we're going to expect sometimes. But we, uh, I promised this season we would have a consistent weekly show on Survivor, and we are continuing that trend. So uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And I believe... I believe we are live. We are We're live. in Studio A, so you can go and join in on the discussion uh, at uh, YouTube, and we just tweeted it out. It's not tweeted. Uh, just follow AfterBuzz TV, and you should get the address to jump on the YouTube channel. And also, if you want to tweet at us at all, uh, you can use the hashtag #ABTVSurvivor. And you can continue the conversation, not just for today, but during the week. Keep it going. Let us know yeah. your thoughts. So let's talk about this episode. This was such a good episode. Yes. Odd Woman Out was the name of the episode. Yes. Uh, referring mainly to, uh, I'm guessing, Sierra, although it didn't it seem to be much about could her. Could have been Shireen as well. Oh, or Shireen. Or Shireen, actually. Uh, you know what? Absolutely. The, it was probably kind about of Shireen. Both. Kind of about both. I just figured because of the, the end result. Uh-huh. But actually, let us start talking about Shireen, because yes. she was the odd woman out. And... 
you haven't been on this show, so I, I, I uh, on this after show at least, um, I think that we've given Shireen a bit of a, a hell. She just was weird, I, monkey sex. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you probably can. I understand. mean, I, I, the monkey sex to me, honestly, was kind of like, uh, what else are you going to do out there? Like, you get so bored. That was funny. <laughs> um, I think the way they overplayed it was was a bit yeah. much. But um, I uh, was you know in agreement with them when. Um, with how annoying she and Max her became. edit her edit at least yeah incredibly annoying and Max's didn't seem so annoying to me until last week right before he got the boot I agree yeah but I also knew that it was going to be perfect television as soon as the tribes merged because mm-hmm. maybe on white collar she wasn't so annoying but as soon as that personality clashes with the blues and the no collars I was like she's she's doomed yeah even the the white collars didn't love her that much but then I was like it just it was downhill well it's really interesting because we we see uh, we see her coming back and she's a very very different different person yeah. you know some people when they when they get blindsided or they see votes against them you know they get a little paranoid she got very reflective and she just wanted to know why and she was very quiet and she seemed to really listen yeah. and uh, very compassionate. I really liked what she said um, in one of her like her confessionals or interviews or whatever when she said, this reminds me a lot like growing up in Orange County when I wasn't one of the pretty girls. And then and, – because she was talking to, to Haley – and she was like, I wasn't one of the pretty girls growing up, and I was surrounded by all these beautiful, skinny girls, and now I'm not one of them, but this time I'm going to be different, and this time I'm going to change and adapt. Yeah. And it was really seeing her like, all right, what I was doing before wasn't working, now I'm going to go ahead and do something, and I think it's going to be good for her. Yeah, what I took out of that speech, and that was a, I think that was a big, you know, character-defining speech. Totally. Where we got... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline to see her be vulnerable Very. and and open you know she was just in the past couple of weeks she's just quirky and odd and weird and she was the super fan and mm-hmm. she was definitely psyched and she had a little bit of the crazy eyes and uh-huh. she had her tops down and or yeah. her bottoms down excuse me her bottoms off uh and, and you know there was certain little little craziness about her uh but you know one thing that she said i think it was in last week's show it might have been the week before when she was talking about joaquin in particular about, you know, because he didn't like her at all. Mm-hmm. And she said, I love the fact that he's fueled by rage because he can't adapt. He yeah. can't maneuver. And what I'm noticing from Shireen right now is her adapting. Yeah. And she said, I've got to adapt. I think she had that exact quote. I've yeah. got to adapt. And uh, I think that's a brilliant you know, so attitude. smart of her to be able to realize that, and yeah. uh, it's going to really, really, really affect her game. Yeah, but she did. She said, "I got to deal with it, adapt, and fix it." Mm-hmm. But you know, she she confronted Carolyn. Carolyn was really interesting because yeah. I, I read some of the exit interviews with Max, and and I guess he felt that uh, even though he might have been annoying, he felt the reason why he went home was because. Uh, Back in uh, the first episode when So got kicked out, Carolyn had two votes against her, and Carolyn found out that from Joaquin that Max 
tax toll fucking to vote for Carolyn. So uh, whether that's something we didn't get to really experience mm-hmm. on the show, but I noticed that she just said how she doesn't trust. It wasn't it wasn't Shireen, you're crazy. You know the monkey sex, the singing the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. It was it was I don't trust you. Yeah. So I feel like Max's story from his exit interview might be ringing true. And she said talk, talk, talking about how Max was the ringleader and Max got everyone else to fall in line. Uh, she didn't say that specifically, Shireen, but she made it sound like that she was Max. Max was uh, she was Max's puppet. She and you know whether she was or wasn't. I think to play that card uh, is is huge. That he was you know brainwashing her or making her do all these things so that now she can, like she says, adapt yeah. and become someone else's puppet. Mm-hmm. Um, so she can she can help other people out. But well, yeah, I mean, I'm digging I'm I'm digging this new Shireen so yeah. far. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about her, uh, but she's nice and calm, and she seems to be. You know, not reacting, or she seems to be maybe reacting in a way, but very contemplative and, mm-hmm. and just noticing things now as, as opposed to just blurting out. I think stories. she got too comfortable when she had Max. She was comfortable, she had him. I agree. And now she's all alone and she's like, I gotta I, get someone. I actually think they were both uh, each other's poison mm-hmm. because totally. there were two super fans that were just wanted to hang out on the side and go, oh my God, do you remember what happened in Africa right. or in the Amazon? Right. And, and, and they were just. They were just two peas in a pod, but it was weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that if Shireen was voted out and Max was in this position, I think Max would have. I'd like to think Max would have been a similarly adapting to what happened. Can only imagine. Can only imagine. I mean, it's a coulda, woulda, shoulda mm-hmm. right now. But Max is out, and of course, you know, Nagarote got rid of what I thought last week was probably their strongest. Uh, member because Will is winded very easily yeah. from the past couple episodes. It just seems like Will just gets tired very easily. Very easily. And uh, and the rest of the women, I mean, there's some strong women there, but you put them pound for pound, <laughs> literally and figuratively, yeah. against uh, Escameca, and it just seems a bit lopsided. Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, yeah, the, the two teams are definitely not. I mean, we, I thought at least, at least without looking forward, I'm just setting it up. But yeah, yeah you know, getting rid of Max was interesting. Let's let's talk about it's coming out, and then we'll right. definitely talk about because this was a, this was amazing. It was a big episode. This was a big episode. Challenge wise for for um, Nagarote, it was amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Escameca because it was really funny seeing. Um, <laughs> seeing this bromance. This bromance. Hashtag bromance. I think one of the only hashtags last night. forced bromance. <laughs> like, he, Joaquin, or Rodney went on the show going, like, I want a survivor bromance. Like, he <laughs> seeked this survivor bromance, and he got it with Joaquin. Yeah. And I just, the things that they said about Mike were just so funny to me. And, and, and what did Rodney say? First he says, um, um, like, watch, I'm about to change the game. Or he, he says some big statement about how he's gonna take control of the game. And he's yeah. so cocky and full of himself. And then he goes on to how he and Joaquin are the perfect players because they love girls, they love potties, they love... We love the potty. Um, uh, my family's from Boston, so like nothing against the Boston no, accent. But. I loved it, though. Uh, what was he said? Uh, Rodney said, we work hard and we potty harder. Yeah. And that's why you're going to win Survivor. Uh, no. And they don't trust Mike because he goes to church every Sunday while they're having Sunday fun day. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't trust him because he hasn't had sex in eight years. Yeah. And he doesn't trust him because he goes to church. I will say, I mean, the sex in eight years might be a little weird just because, you know, maybe maybe they think he's wound up. He is wound up a little tight at times. Up. 
But, uh, but, the, but the church thing The was church like, thing is the first person I'm going to trust. <laughs> the, the church goer is the first person I'm going to get on my Because you figure he's always going to be his word. Right. Well, you, you, you assume well, as much. We, we've seen it in other reality shows where the Christian ends up being the backstabber, and you're like, how can you... Cl-? And then you right. see in the final jury, uh, you know, questions, like, how can you claim to be a Christian when you backstab your alliance? Right. So it happens. Um, so I can understand that a little bit. You know, look, but, look, they're very like minds. In fact, you, you could argue they might share a mind. Yeah. But, uh, very like minds, mind. half a mind. It's, uh, I love, uh, I can't remember which one said it. Maybe it was Joaquin. It was like, you know, it's like Red Sox and Yankees teaming up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but it's, it's interesting to see the survivor, like, stereotype of power duos, power couples mm-hmm. getting broken up immediately. I mean, after Max and Shereen last week, and we don't have to get too far into this week, yeah. but, you know, you gotta be careful about. Well, you know, it, what up. happens is you get too comfortable in this game with somebody. And you might not be aware of it, you know. The the thing that we're seeing, while you know, you know, especially Rodney. Sometimes I got to say, Rodney's like a girl. I mean, mm-hmm. the way he talks, the way he talks and bitches and moans and everything. Yeah. He's like, God. I mean, the thing with Mike was all like gossiping, like his his old little thing, like blah 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 blah. And it was just a little annoying to me. But the fact is, Rodney Rodney doesn't hide. I mean, he's just loud. Yeah. So everyone sees this bromance going on, and I, I, to, to Joaquin's credit, you know, Joaquin. Sometimes he's a little too chill. Like, he's like the lion. He doesn't like to exert too much energy. Well, you know? He just, like, waits. I mean, he's strong and yeah. agile, and I know the women love him. I know Keaton loved him and everything like that. He's good to look at, I guess. But but he, we'll get into Joaquin I, later. I just feel like, yeah, Rodney kind of messed it all up. Like, yeah. Joaquin would have played it cool. He was even trying to, like, play it cool and get Sierra over. It was everyone, yeah. But Rodney was just like, you're my bud. You're my. There was a great scene. When they're both like um, waving their yeah, hands at the exact same time, <laughs> it was so good. Um, Rodney and I mean, and Frank too, um, or sorry, Dan. I always call him Frank for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, they gotta. You can't be too loud of a personality. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Um, but I think when you're 24 seven in the island, yeah. your true self comes out, and and they both are. And, and I think with Dan is uh, Dan's another one that I think can be self-aware he he unlike shireen maybe in this case at least he sometimes steps in it and then realizes, oh i just stepped in it yeah but uh but he kind of is a little self-aware and i think self-awareness probes has even said it in, in uh one of those dalton interviews um on ew that uh self-awareness is really key mm-hmm. uh i don't think rodney's is self-aware no not at all i don't think he has he's self-awareness got, he's not he doesn't have awareness <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean you know it's funny boston new york teaming up and it just seemed a lot like jersey shore to me yeah uh <laughs> yeah. but uh you know and interesting too i mean rodney rodney thinks they can get sierra over and then tyler said he'll have to force him and rodney's got it all planned up he's gonna group with these people mm-hmm. then backstab them and he's gonna own this game. This plan to backstab or to blindside Joe had me on the edge of my seat my whole time. I mean, oh yeah, Joe is like by far the strongest, best competitor. Well, I I, I will say he, he didn't notice that. Yeah, let's talk about um before we get to Joe. Okay, because Joe really wasn't res- you know he wasn't relevant in this episode until the end at least. Right. Uh, let's talk about the reward. Let's just talk about these challenges in general because look. I just said it before. I set it up. You know, we have, and we saw it last week. I think everyone could agree. These teams look mismatched. And then you totally. take you take Max out of the equation on Nagarote, and you just feel like they have a bigger hole to climb out yeah. of. And yet, you know, this, um, the reward challenge, first of all, you know, that was pretty big, I think, for Escameca to lose because 
you know, I don't think they give a crap about turtles, you know, mm-hmm. laying eggs at all. They just, you know, they heard beef stew and mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what gets people, you know, hearts pumping. Right. And, I had no idea yeah. about the turtles, by the way. I didn't know that that's how they laid eggs. And I was like, for like a planet Earth type moment, was like really fascinated by that. So that was really cool. I give, I give credit to, I think, I think most, I don't know, I, I, you know, I was looking at some of the faces and some of it obviously is edited, yeah. you know, it looked like Joe looked excited, but it looked like Jen looked bored in one of the shots that they were, when he was talking about the turtles. But Jen had a great line when she was like, you know what, like I have, cause they said that turtles only have a one in 120 chance of living. Oh, yeah. And she was like, I have a better chance at winning Survivor than a turtle has at living. Because the turtle has a 120 chance, and I have a 1 in 14 chance. She's already living. So she's like, a 1 in 1 chance yeah. of living. But she's 1 in 14 chance of surviving. To, to survive, yeah, to get a million dollars. And and really, you know, some people might say better than that. She, she's looking pretty good yeah. uh, in general. But l- let's talk about this uh, reward challenge right before. And just because, I mean, what do you think about this challenge? Do you think this challenge was geared more toward uh, Nagarote, and that's why they won? Do you think it, you know, what do you think? I definitely think, well, once they got to the top, I mean, getting to the, getting to the top wasn't that hard. I mean, uh, we saw. It didn't seem like it. Um, we saw, what's his name? Rodney? Rodney. No, he was no. like the first one or, or, uh, cause Rodney was the first one to shoot. He was, they kept showing him leading the way. Yeah. It was him and Joaquin so up front. They got up to the top really, really fast. Yeah. Um, but then once it had, once it came time to targets, I mean, that's when, mm-hmm. you know, that's not necessarily strength over endurance or anything that's kind of like having good aim and anything so once they got to the top i really thought it was anyone's game and it was yeah um getting to the top you know uh, um obviously eskimeka got to the top really really quickly yeah but they lost their their lead mm-hmm. pretty fast well rodney um, struggled a bit and i think mike was the one that really struggled if i remember correctly from that challenge too in, in trying to shoot i thought i actually thought this was geared toward eskimeka i thought this was eskimeka's um you know, match to lose just because it takes a lot of strength to bring that slingshot back. Mm-hmm. So I thought with some of the women, forgive me, I just thought that I, the distance looked really far from really my far. from my vantage point. So I just felt like it would have been tougher. You know, you would have had to use a lot of extra strength to get those last couple. Like maybe the strategy would have to have Will or one of the stronger women, like Jen, obviously going mm-hmm. for the the farther ones. But no, they handled it really well. I guess it wasn't as far as I thought. So forgive it me. It seemed a lot of them. Did it a lot easier than I expected. Yeah. It didn't take many chances mm-hmm. um, that we saw. At least maybe they edited it out. You know, those things um, could be longer than we knew. Exactly. <laughs> I think maybe, like, maybe there's some sort of like psychological thing with, you know, men being stronger physically if yeah. they're just like shooting and not aiming and women like actually paying attention to, to the focus and the target and actually aiming towards it. Yeah. Maybe there's some sort of male versus female thing there uh, you know uh, yeah I mean we're just speculating We've forgive us it. forgive us if we you know but I could see the point I'm not where trying to come off sexist by saying that <laughs> men have a better chance at slingshots but. <laughs> well just like I said the farther the distance the more energy needed to pull right. but at the same time there could be something said for using so much energy after a certain point that you're not focusing on accuracy right so there's also that so i mean kudos i thought it was a really well done challenge we've seen some of these uh uh elements before the ta- the tower itself has been used before uh but really good and and look i think even nagarote was a little shocked i mean they were chant yeah. they were chanting uh, i can't believe that we can win i can't yeah. believe that we can win like they, like or i can I believe, believe that we can win i believe that we yeah. can win i was reading chant as can <laughs> uh yeah i believe that we can win so they were stoked they were pretty damn it was like they won the world series 
series. Talk yeah. about Boston, New York. They were really excited at that one. And I think the most important thing for them winning was people like Rodney, who kind of need that protein, who feel they do because they're, you know, buff and everything, mm-hmm. Joaquin even. Uh, it takes away an element of, of, of a reward for them that they really need probably more. Yeah. Only, only in a sense of sustenance for, for their physiques. Yeah. You know, if for no other reason. And of course, and of course, Nagarota gets to eat, so they get to love that. And yeah, we talked a little bit about the turtles. I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) I mean, you know, the one thing I love about Survivor, I'm a city boy, you know, and I've gone camping, like, I can count the times I've gone camping on one hand. Uh, so when I see really cool things like that, you know, when I'm hearing a description by Jeff and he's like, it's going to be amazing, I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then you see it, like, all right, that was pretty that cool. Amazing. That would be cool to see in person, I would think. I guess at first when I thought that was the only reward, yeah. I was like, that's the reward. And then they mentioned <laughs> all the food, and I mean, they're just, they're loving. Yeah. Their beef stew and that mac and cheese and, and the hot chocolate. Yeah. We'll love the hot chocolate. But like a big, <laughs> heavy mac and cheese. I can't really imagine eating. Like, wouldn't that just make you feel awful? Like after, yeah, like, well, while living in the desert to have this like heavy cheesy mac and cheese. I yeah, I could see, I, <laughs> I could totally know. see that. Clearly didn't affect them, but uh, well, we don't know if it would have affected <laughs> yeah. them because uh, well, we we'll, we'll talk about the uh, immunity challenge. I guess we could talk about the immunity challenge because that was, you know, not a physical challenge. So at least uh, you know whether it, it, which is probably good news for uh, for both teams both, because yeah. because at least Escameca doesn't have to whine that they haven't been eating. It's I mean, it's memory. You still mm-hmm. need brain power. You still need to be focused, focused yeah. and uh, that doesn't seem to be, and, and, and it seems like that's an even trait for both teams. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if it's overly physical, then it kind of like draws to Escameca, but if it's something that's more brain power or something involving focus, uh, you know, it's something I think both teams are somewhat capable of doing. Uh, well, that's kind of when the, the collars fit in, you know, like the white collars, are, like the white collars are probably really good at being able to pay attention to detail. The no callers are probably a little bit worse at it, so it would have been interesting if we. You had, think so? Yeah. You think that you think that if this was uh, if this was separated into three tribes, that it would be more of a white collar trait than a, than a no collar? Because I don't agree a hundred percent with that. I think so. Yeah, because I could see. I think no callers are good at seeing. Um, I mean, this was great when, when the first the challenge, puzzle. the puzzle challenge. I think I think they can see the whole picture really well. I think white collars might be more detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, and blue collars, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I'm not sure about blue, but I think I would think out of the three, I would think blue collars would uh, fare the least out of the three of them. But yeah. I think white collar, I think it would be white collar, red collar, white collar, no collar, blue collar yeah. in that order. Uh, tell us what you think. Let us know. Um, yeah, let us know on YouTube or whatever. I was trying to get on YouTube on here, but my Wi-Fi is kind of crapping out. So uh, if you guys are talking on YouTube... Please um, continue the conversation. We'll, we'll we'll catch up in a little bit. Uh, so the one interesting thing about this, and and look, it's happened before, and I think everyone knows that it's not a good thing to do. Is there was talk about throwing the challenge right. by Escameca because uh, Rodney and Joaquin wanted to. Uh, they thought it was the best way to get rid of Joe. Uh, this happens sometimes. I think when tribes feel overconfident mm-hmm. and uh, and feel they can they can compete. And win these challenges. And when there's certain people on those teams that think that they are already running the whole show. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, and usually when a team throws a challenge, it usually fair, it's usually disastrous. It, it yeah. ruins all momentum. But here we are again, Rodney and Joaquin, because of their little bromance, they're thinking, let's throw this thing. We can get rid of Joe. 
And, uh, but Rodney's talking to, Rodney's talking to Dan and Mike about it because he's just trying to get everyone on the same page right. to get rid of Joe. What do you think? And, well, what Mike does it for a very interesting reason, yeah. which I found fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, his alliance with Kelly from the very beginning, he was willing, he wanted to throw the challenge in order to make sure that Kelly is safe. Yeah. So he was down to throw the challenge, not to get rid of Joe, but to ensure Kelly's safety mm-hmm. so that when the teams merge, he has Kelly's back still. And I, that kind of threw me for a loop. I was like shocked when he said that. I mean, oh, really? to think of, yeah. I think it was kind of smart. Um, I, I think it was. Yeah, yeah I think was, <laughs> that's why I threw you because it was Mike being smart. <laughs> well, no, it, it, it throws me wet. to get any sort of insight into how these people are really playing. Yeah. There, so much of the show is about making us guess or assume what might happen um, and then it happening you know differently like going into the the tribal council I genu- genuinely didn't know who they were going to vote for I didn't know which way Sierra was going to go they're very good about making Sierra seem like she might go this way she might go that way yeah so when you get a real insight like Mike saying I'm going to throw the challenge but it's for Kelly and you get to like really get inside their brains as they're playing and mm-hmm. not just like for TV I thought it was really interesting mm. So I was just kind of like, oh yeah, there is other strategy outside of this. Well, it's it's really good strategy, obviously. I think to worry about you know the makeup of the other team, mm-hmm. and I can understand Mike thinking that Kelly was going to be out because she was the only blue collar in Nagarote. Uh, so I can understand that mentality, and I think if I was if I was in his shoes too, and my uh, my one person in my alliance was was over there, I mean, it's it's it would be really you know. Um, it would be really intellectual and really uh, like looking that far ahead and realizing maybe that Kelly's a swing vote and she's not in danger. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that. You don't know anything. You don't know that at all. So I think it was uh, a smart move. If you're going to throw a challenge, uh, I guess that's a good reason. However, I mean, <laughs> the way oh, the way God. that they threw the way that he I, I say they because I feel like Kelly was trying to throw the challenge <laughs> too. <laughs> the way that that went down was uh, so ridiculous. Uh, that he um, looked so dumb. <laughs> I'm really, I'm surprised. Someone had to have said something. I'm surprised they the, they edited out anyone complaining about how dumb he was because everyone else got it on the first try. Yeah, I think maybe one other person had to try a second time. Well, at least one person got it right on every t- on every yeah, try. I think. The first time. The first time. And, yeah, because because they, they didn't show both people. They just got the first person right, got to right, the map right, They right, showed. Right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he just. Like, if I had gone back to camp after losing that, I would have immediately been like, all right, we're all voting Mike out because he obviously just messed this up for all of us. Like, Mike's literally the reason they lost. I would have just been like, see you, dude. Well, I thought, I actually thought that Mike might get kicked out too because, but not because of that necessarily, because um, I just felt that he was so obvious in trying to save Kelly. He was like, I'm going to point him out, I'm going to say them out loud, and you just pay attention. And I, I, I didn't know. we heard it because of microphones, but I felt that it was still, you know, we, we were looking at the shot from a distance, and it looked just so obvious I know, I agree. to see him point it out. And if I was on his tribe, I would, you know, even, even if I was a blue collar, I think I would question well, what's going on there. Okay, so Joaquin and... Rodney knew that he was gonna that they wanted to throw the challenge. So yeah. I guess from their perspective, he was doing what they said. Yeah. Dan was aware that the challenge was trying to be thrown, and Dan probably just going along. So I guess really the only person he has to worry about is Joe. Joe thinking he's an idiot and trying to be obvious because I guess all four other people knew that he was trying to throw it. So 
at the end of the day, maybe the other guys are like, well, at least we have him. He's on our side because he's willing to throw it no matter how obvious he's being about it. Yeah. Um, but even with him being obvious, Kelly still had trouble. Like, maybe that brain injury, that head injury, like, <laughs> affected her yeah, more than we think. because Kelly's a, a police officer. She's yeah. an undercover cop. So I would have assumed that Kelly has observational skills right. for this. Now, look, you know what? These guys have been out at this point. What is this, episode five? So this is 16. every three days. 16 days, right? Yeah, 16 days. So, yeah, and you're not eating that well and probably not sleeping that well. And, yeah, she's dealing with a, <laughs> a, a mild head injury, six mild, stitches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, six stitches. We don't know if there was a concussion, but... Uh, we definitely know she had six dishes. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give her that. But, but yeah, really, if, and, and look, I love Mike, nothing against Mike, but really, if you are, if you're taking a test, like a, a, an intellectual test with Mike, and you're not beating him right away, <laughs> it doesn't make you look good either. I know. <laughs> but, but anyway. I, I'm, I mean, I don't know how the, the partnering up happens. I don't know if it is each one of theirs, you know, each one of their choices to go. I don't know if the producers were like, make sure Mike and Kelly go together. I don't know how that works. I don't know how involved the producers get. But, like, was it luck that Mike got to go with Kelly? Was Mike waiting for Kelly to go? Mm -hmm. Because it seemed a little fishy that they were both last and they were both together. It was just perfect. Yeah, it was just perfect the way it was set up. My guess is that he was probably just, like, waiting in the background until Kelly was going to go. And then that's when he was going to jump in. That's that's possible. I don't know. maybe they went, like, first or second. No. Maybe they went first or second and the producers made them go last. Who knows? I don't know how they, you know, sometimes they do schoolyard picks. Sometimes it's just by chance. Sometimes they strategically do it. I don't know. But uh, interesting. Anyway, uh, hey, I just got on the chat room there. So I I just want to do shout outs before we talk about um, Escameca's plotting and and tribal. Uh, Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Saul Perez, AJ Adams, Dan Clayton, Sheena123, Clark Espinosa. Uh, Let's see. What else we got here? Ian Kevin. I can say all these names. This is awesome. Love my shoes, eighty three. <laughs> I love your uh, shoes too. Uh, yeah, well, and love my shoes. Spotted on New York City subway today. Courtney Yates from Survivor China looked the same as ever, but very into the sexy man she was riding with. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Thanks, Gossip Girl. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Lavisa Cosgrave, and I think that's. Uh, I think I got just about everyone. There's multiple ones from some of you guys. But thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I want to read some of these, but I also want to get going. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Escameca. Uh, all right. We talked enough. We talked a little bit about the plan. Now, Joe, I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't think Joe was going to go home only because they gave him so little screen time in the past two weeks since they so did the swap. Yeah, since they've done the two Matarai thing. I think Joe's doing exactly what he needs to do and stay as under the radar as possible. Yeah. Because in the first, I forget the guy's name that he went up against in the No Collar Tribe, but Joe was so adamant about, like, he wasn't trying to be the alpha male, but he just was because he was just good at everything. Oh, with Vince. With you Vince. Mean, uh, back in No Collar, yeah. So I think that was a very good experience for him to have, for mm-hmm. him to be like, because I don't think at any point Joe was trying to be a douchebag or, or to be rude by being like, no, this is how you build a fire. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. Whereas Vince, I think, was trying to be like, I'm the leader. But I think he learned his lesson. Like, I got to be careful of the alpha males. And I think Joe wanted to come in with such other strong alpha male personalities. Joe was just like, I'm going to sit this one back. Yeah. I'm going to get Rodney and Joaquin and Mike and Dan and all of them just kind of like do their thing. And I'm just going to sit here 
patiently be a good competitor. I think that's incredibly smart, and that's what I was uh, guessing or ascertaining from his edit, at least, or the way they were showing him, was that he was hanging back because it's a group of alpha males and some strong personalities, and he was doing best by by just hanging back and waiting for the merge, probably, so he can reunite with at least his Mm no-collar, and then hopefully... no, hopefully they would keep an alliance with him. Uh, but, you know, it seems like he, he was just playing too strong the first couple of weeks or the first couple of, uh, you know, challenges because he had a target on his back already. Mm-hmm. And he's the odd one out anyway. He's the odd one out from no collar. So both, you know, Joaquin and Tyler from white collar and the blue collars were kind of eyeing him. But... uh and and probably if if Rodney did a better job of hiding his bromance, maybe yeah. maybe Joe would have been out, honestly. But there was a threat, and uh, the threat was, uh, you know, the threat was pretty much to um, the threat was the power couple. And you know, Rodney tried to get Dan on board, but Dan went right up to Joe and pretty much said, "No, they want to vote you out." Yeah. So they pretty much brought Joe on their side. And so uh, smart. Now let me ask you this: so. Here's a question. Rodney, we've seen, is a powder keg. And they even said, if we if we get rid of Joaquin, Rodney is going to go ballistic. Yeah. They said that. Was What do you think? Do you think the smarter choice was to get rid of Joaquin, or do you think the smarter choice was to get rid of Rodney? I cannot believe that Rodney is still in this game. Really? Mm-hmm. The, um, I thought Rodney was going to go two tribal councils ago. <laughs> um, I can't believe that he's still here. Mm-hmm. Um she is going to explode next week, yeah. um, but we'll save that for predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of surprised. I really think what um, I think Joaquin would have been the smarter person to save because I think I mean he's still got Tyler in his corner too. That's the thing. But I'm just curious to see because I mean you know I, I just feel that Rodney can cause more problems down the line long term. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. I was never a fan of Joaquin's just because um, on the very first day he showed up in his full business suit. I was like, "Who? You're in a suit on Survivor? I don't. I don't trust well, you." Well, in all fairness, the producers might have been like, "We want you to look white collar coming on as, as white collar as possible going in." So but, yeah, but I, I look like he just like came from his bottle service at a club somewhere <laughs> in Hollywood. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, to his defense, I think I think there's that. So I mean, that's that's the one question first of all. And then the other question is, you're Sierra, and. Who do you? Tr- I mean, really, you hate every single person on your tribe apparently because they got rid of Lindsay, and but you know your choices are Rodney, and or Dan. The emotional roller coaster <laughs> of being on a show like this is got to be so insane. From going to crying to feeling all alone and that everyone is out to get you, mm-hmm. to knowing the power that you're the swing vote and whatever you do decides, like it is so crazy to yeah. me. Like. She was the decision maker, and she knew that. Mm-hmm. And that uh, to hold that power, even if it, uh, however much longer it lasts, to <laughs> know that power and be like, I'm going to make the decision tonight. Um, but, but it took her. I don't know if it was her edit or what, but I, it took her a while because you know most people with a swing vote, they're like really loving it. But she was dreading it because she felt like she was making a deal with the devil either, either side. But I would have thought. I know, think. I think what helped in this situation was that. Joe was the person on the other side, and I don't think, and I think she likes Joe. I think that they they have something. Joe's the only person that she doesn't hate. Yeah. So I think the idea of being stuck without Joe um, was kind of you know the saving grace there. It's like I don't want to partner with Rodney, but I don't want to partner with Dan. Mm-hmm. But if I partner with Rodney, that means Joe's gone. But if I partner with Dan, I get to keep Joe. 
And I think Joe was her saving grace. Because she liked Joe? I think, Joe's think? The, I think Joe's the only person on her team she can stand. Mm. So if she partnered with the other people, both are lose-lose, but if she partnered with Rodney, okay. that's rid of Joe, and that's the one person I think that she likes. I just thought it was weird because obviously her and Lindsay were, were against Rodney, and they really wanted him out. And of course the team blindsided her, so I figured she had issues with Rodney just based on that whole argument that Lindsay and him were having. But then Dan obviously doesn't Dan's know how to apologize. Terrible apology. Terrible apology was just totally telling her how she wasn't, you know, doing her job uh, there and just talking down to her. So again, it's like it's like, you know, who do you side with? But she sided with Joe. She's a little bit of an I, I will say this about her. She's a little bit of an emotional player. Yeah. You know, she doesn't really hide her uh you and know her distaste. That. I think she knows that, but it, it definitely can be a detriment. I mean, everyone kind of knew last week. The second all the, all the other um, blue collars knew the second they walked off the the beach, and she was with alone with Tyler Joaquin and Joe. She just bitched, bitched, mm-hmm. bitched, bitched, bitch about uh, her old tribe, and uh, we saw her do that a little bit this episode too, talking about how she threw her buff the mm-hmm. second the second she knew there was going to be a switch. Uh, so yeah, she you know she's at least in a really powerful position uh, at this point. We know that there's. We know that so, well, you know it's coming up. I don't want to say it because uh, uh, in case people don't watch next week's show uh, uh, preview. Uh, but we know that she's in a in a position where she's got like five more guys now that are all you know vying for each other. Mm-hmm. So she definitely is a swing vote. I just wish she'd be a better person about being a swing vote. Well, she she said um, like something like some people play with their head, other people play with their hearts. I play with both, and I think that's what's going to affect me in this game. She knows that. She's being an emotional player, and she knows it's going to affect her. Okay, but she made the right decision, positively and negatively. Yeah. But yeah, she made. The, I think she. I think overall, they made the right decision to get rid of Joaquin. Uh, I mean, look, it's fifty fifty. It's a card flip. Uh, I'm a little surprised that Joaquin's gone. To be honest with you, yeah. I felt like uh, I felt like they were teasing him to be something. I didn't really see where that came from. Like I thought Rodney was such the obvious choice. Yeah. Like, ob- like, all of a sudden, they were like, when I knew it was going to be either Rodney or Joaquin or Joe, I was like, I was shocked that it was Joaquin and not Rodney. Like, yeah. He's just, but it's just so interesting because his interviews before the uh, season started, he just seemed to me like he'd be a villain. And and the opening dilemma, he was like, let's deceive. Mm-hmm. So I felt like he had this villainous way. But again, he kind of like never really, to me, it was like the best thing I could think of, and I guess this is a compliment, is he's kind of like a lion just hanging out. And you know that when he exerts energy, it'll be powerful. Mm-hmm. But he just never really did. He yeah. was just he was just kind of like hanging out, just looking for girls, maybe. And, yeah. and he didn't really have any pretty girls after so left. So he just kind of chilled <laughs> with with you know chilled with Tyler and bitched at Shireen a little and bit. Started a bromance and started a bromance, and and that was about maybe, it. Maybe getting rid of Joaquin is the move in order to shake. Maybe they want Rodney to go off the. I don't know. Well, but. I mean, the good thing about having someone like always the good thing about have, having somebody that's so uh, acidic to a tribe or, or causing you know so much you know uh, just so much trouble is you want to keep him for the jury. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to keep him in the final in the final two or three. But I, I think Rodney's a little too dangerous, and you got to yeah. be careful because you never know who he's going to sway, and, yeah. and especially with some of the other personalities there. Uh, let's talk about now. We joked about this in week one, and and I I love this. Uh, so we joked in week one. Oh, thank you. You you wrote it, but I'll, I'll, if you want, I'll read it. I'll, you can read it. We joked in week one that if Joaquin got voted out, it would be really really funny to see all the different spellings that they have. And uh, only one uh, one person out of the four people that voted for him actually got 
the vote right. Actually got uh, or actually got his name right. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to play this on on uh, on the chat room before I say it, but uh, but I thought it was really hilarious. We had uh, we had one of them was uh, had a U instead of an O. And then two of them actually were spelled almost exactly the same, but they were both incorrect, and they both had an E at the end of it. Which uh, makes me think that those two, like, talk. They're like, yo, dude, I don't know how to spell his name. <laughs> like, I think it's with an E. Yeah, it's definitely an E. I think it's an E at the end. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody put an accent at the end of the E. They definitely brought it up. You think they brought it up? Yeah, yeah I could see On that. On the way there, they're like, yo, how do you spell it? I could totally I could totally see it. So, uh, well, in case you guys weren't paying attention to who spelled what, uh, we'll, we'll spoil it for you right now now so uh joe spelled it with a u j u a q u i n right but there's an i there was an this i in the right way yeah, yeah that's the right way so there was an i in there yeah, everything yeah. was right except for the u joe actually came the closest out of the three wrong ones and then maybe he just didn't finish the o maybe it was <laughs> he was in a hurry he was yeah. just so excited to vote him out uh and then dan and mike got pretty much the same one uh joaquin with an i think it was pretty much correct except the e at the end so yeah which i'm guessing if this was france it would be the feminine joaquin, yeah. joaquin. <laughs> they, they were pretty much calling joaquin they were pretty much calling him a female uh but mike decided to put an extra accent Accent. Isn't he from? Uh, isn't he from like the Bayou? Maybe maybe tried to French it up. A yeah, little bit. Joaquin. Joaquin. I don't. I don't even know. Joaquin. I don't know. And Sierra was the only one paying attention. She was the only one who knew exactly how to spell Joaquin's name. And my favorite part of the episode, uh-huh. of the entire episode, my favorite part was the tease when she's spelling J O, <laughs> and they tease it. Is I, she going to say Joe or is she going to say Joaquin? I love when they do that because it's was, like it's perfect when they have these two names that are so similar. So at first, I was with the J. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, who's it going to be? And then they did the O, and I was like, oh yeah, they both have an O. You know what was interesting? <laughs> you know what was interesting too uh, about um, one of Max's uh, exit interviews. Max said. Remember when Max said, hold up, wait a second, bro. Like he pretended to yeah. pull the immunity oh. idol out. I know, which was kind of a douchey move. So douchey. But, uh, it was very douchey, actually. <laughs> but he said the reason why he did that was because I can't remember who, who it was that he saw writing. Maybe it was Jen. But he said he could tell that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Will and it was Max by the amount, by, he could see the hand motions. Huh. That he was able to tell it was three letters instead of four. So when he kind of saw that in the, you know, from far away, he knew it was him. He said he whispered to Shireen, I'm going home. And he pulled that little stunt because he knew he was going home anyway. And he just figured, you know, survivor moment. Cool. Yeah. So. That's cool. And he was like saying in his exit interview, so if you ever go on survivor, remember, you can, you, you can, can pay attention. You can kind of pay attention if you have a certain name at the amount of, uh, letters that you see being written down or how but being someone written. um someone wrote Joe Cool instead of just Joe and True. someone else wrote Chef Joe so Chef Joe Joe Cool so you got to be careful about that if you're going on Survivor don't well, no, actually, that's a pretty smart idea. If you don't want anyone to know exactly yeah, what it is, just everyone just write extra letters, yeah. <laughs> extra little drawings, and do little funny things yeah. instead of just a straight-out name. Yeah. yeah. That might be cool. Uh, anyway, so I believe that's pretty much it. We, yeah. Did we forget anything on that? I think we got everything. Yeah, got it. All right, cool. So uh, let's move into predictions then. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Okay, guys. So, uh, just a nice little warning that I like to do on my other After Buzz shows, because I think some people in particular do not want to be spoiled by, uh, scenes from next week. Although I, that's one of my favorite parts. Totally. I like seeing that. Cause also you got to see that in order to see, uh, the, you know, the exit, uh, the quick exit, uh-huh. um, confessional. I also need something to look forward to. Yeah. Something to look forward to. I always like a tease, but I, I get it. There's some people who don't like it. So, uh, this might be the time where you want to tune out for a, a minute or two if you still want to hear us at the end in case we say something brilliant. 
but uh, <laughs> which which could happen. It could happen. But you won't know unless you listen. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the big news from what we saw for next week is the merge. The merge. Already. The merge. I feel like it's quick. I feel like it's pretty quick, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, I was surprised. Yeah. So, and right now, I guess let's let's talk let's talk this out. So we have uh, from Red Collar, from Red Collar, I love saying that, I from know. No Collar, we've got Will, we got Joe, we got the two guys, and then we've got uh, Jen, Jen and, and Haley. Haley. So we got four on that team. I'm excited for Haley and Joe to be back together because I want them. You want a little romance want, there? They're both so attractive. I have a thing for Jen. I actually so cool. Yeah. Haley's cool, but I have a thing for Jen for some I just like her wit. She has a pretty oh, biting yeah. style. Uh, so we got four on No Collar. For Blue Collar, we've got Kelly, we've got we got uh, the three guys, and we've got Sierra. So they are, definitely have the most. But of course, we see we see friction but between they are those so five. So torn, yeah, yeah. And then uh, no call is being decimated right now. Right now, it's just Carolyn uh, white on white collar with Shireen, and and hopefully they'll get along. And then Tyler is all by his lonesome right now. So they're at but three. But he's kind of. But he's a really cool. I, I like the way he's been playing his game so far. Yeah, he's he's played a pretty cool pretty game. Cool, and and I think people feel they can trust him. I think Mike can definitely feels comfortable with him, and Sierra seems to feel comfortable but, with him. But he was Joaquin's boy, so I think Rodney thinks he's automatically going to get Tyler. So it's going to be interesting to see if Tyler takes Joaquin's place yeah. with Rodney, or if Tyler's going to step back and be like, "I want nothing to do with this." Yeah. It'll be interesting. But we see, yeah, we definitely see Rodney kind of blow up. Rodney can't trust his team. He's being a little bit of a wimp. I can't trust my team. After he was going to say he was going to backstab people left and right and own this game. His face after uh, Joaquin was like set go. Like as soon as, as soon as Rodney learned that the game was not in his control, his face just said everything. It was great. I love it when people, I I can't give you specific examples, but I love the attitude people have like, oh man, I'm in the perfect alliance and I'm going to backstab them and everything's going to be fine. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden things are going, I can't trust trust anybody yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, dude yeah. what the hell that's so great <laughs> that's what i love about this game but uh do you think rodney is gonna you know i mean look blue collar has the most people if they got together they could well if they got together if all three tribes were separate but equal or whatever they probably have the best chance do you think rodney but but all it takes is one person to to move to the side and they can be outnumbered do you think rodney could be able to pull people onto his side that aren't no no Nobody wants to be with Rodney. Hmm. I think Rodney is screwed. Okay. I think he's going to blow up. He's going to blow up in front of everybody. Everyone's going to see his attitude. He's not going to be able to play cool at all. And I don't think anyone's going to want to get anywhere near that. Because the one, the one thing that Rodney does have uh, going for him, maybe, is that nobody in Nagarote really has played with him directly, except for Kelly. And Kelly seems pretty... Uh, Kelly doesn't like the bitch or anything. Kelly just seems pretty sad. As soon as Nagarote is going to be so excited, Mm -hmm. No Caller is going to be so excited to have their leader, Joe, back. I think they, like, all, like, pray to Joe, honestly. (laughs) Um, I do, personally. Um, But I think as soon as they, Joe's going to give them some insight. Yeah. And Joe is going to be able to get all of them against Rodney. The rest of Blue is going to be against Rodney. So who do you think is going to be the odd one out next week? Who do you think is going to be the first person post-merge? Rodney. You think it's going to be Rodney? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I guess that seems like the easiest choice right because now. Because I think, because Shireen, I think, is going to be, people are going to realize, Shireen and Sierra are in really great spots, mm-hmm. and they're both going to be swing votes, and people are going to keep them around. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really I really think 
Um, okay. Rodney. I think Rodney, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if I, I really wouldn't be surprised if there was a female alliance at this point too, because there's a lot of really strong guys. Because at this point, a lot of them. Yeah, at this point they want Will in it because if he can't do any physical challenges, you want someone that can't do physical challenges now, right? Yeah, this, at this point in the game you want to start taking care of the strong guys. You want to take right. them out if you can. And Rodney definitely fits that bill. Joe fits that bill too. I mean, uh, you know, you never know. I mean, he might have spent enough time away from from Nagarote. Uh, I think too much. I think too much of uh, the rest of the No Color Tribe is going to feel. Okay. I feel like they're aligned. They're no spear attitude. Aligns them more than a white collar or blue collar attitude. Well, I would say if we go by the usual formula, which is you get the strong out immediately after the merge because it's now an individual game yeah. and you don't want these guys winning too many immunity challenges. That Rodney and uh, Rodney Joe and probably Mike would be. I don't know if it's hard to tell. I haven't seen Tyler really. I mean, Tyler looks like he's in shape, but I haven't seen him command anything like Joe. Joe should be the next to go. Joe should be next to go. But I think his no color tribe is going to back him up enough, and I think Rodney's going to fly off the handle that it's him. Okay. Fair enough. I can agree with that. Absolutely. So that pretty much wraps up uh, this edition of yeah. the Survivor After Show uh, here on AfterBuzz. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, with James somebody. Keaton. Somebody, uh, you're welcome back to. We'll uh, I, I think I'll be here. I'll be here. Sure, I've been here every week. Tune I, in next I said week to find out. <laughs> I said I'll be here. I said I would be consistent on this show. So we, we're having a consistent show this year, uh, this season. So anyway, uh, Jeff, where can we find you? You can tweet me and find me on Instagram at Jeff underscore Thurm and tune in. Into reality reunions interview series here at AfterBuzz. Awesome, cool, and you can find James Wallington on Twitter and Instagram at James Wallington. You can also find Keaton Marchi uh, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, I believe, at Keaton Marchi. Her last name spelled M A R C H I. Uh, James Wallington's name spelled. I guess the way you, you would sound it. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram here, uh, well, here. Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. You can also find me here at AfterBuzz at other shows. Uh, Walking Dead season finale this Sunday. Nice little teaser. Nice. Uh, we also got like Bates Motel, Blacklist, and a bunch of other. Hey guys, also, before I go, just rate and comment. Uh, feel free to let yes. us know how you think. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much. Take care. See you next week. Thanks for having me. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 